0: Today we're here at the Independence Public Library. Um, it is September 21st, 2016 and I have Art Shank and his wife Laverne Taylor, is that correct? Taylor. Was your maiden name? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to do an oral history interview here. Art, would you state your, your full name and your birth date?
1: Arthur Marcus Schenck, November 20th, 1924.
0: Okie dokie. And Laverne? Uh-huh. Jacqueline
2: Laverne Schenk, or Taylor Schenk, born March 19th, 1930.
0: Uh Uh-huh. How do I spell your last name?
1: S-C-H-E-N-K.
0: Okay, I spelled it right then. Um, Sometimes it doesn't come across on the recordings. I want to be sure Mm -hmm. that I get that documented right. Um, Who are your parents? Art?
1: uh, Smith and Marcus Shank and they married. I was uh-huh. the second child. I had a sister and she's deceased and I've got a brother. Uh-huh. How
0: about you, Robert?
2: Okay. My parents were uh, Dorothy Hand Taylor and Roy H. Taylor. Uh, he was a postman for many years, rural carrier. Uh-huh and um, what else did you want to know about that? Uh, do you have siblings? Oh yes, I had um, five, there were five children. Um, I'm the oldest, um, the sister next to me Ruth is deceased and then Robert is deceased and then we have uh, William Franklin Taylor and Donna Marie rothgibb Okay and do you you two have children. We have a daughter, Artis Ann Shank Springer. Uh-huh.
0: What was her last name? Springer. How do you? Springer. Artis is your daughter. Yes. Oh, yes. I know Artis and Gary. Yes. Okay. Um, how about grandchildren? No grandchildren. No grandchildren.
2: Lots of animals.
0: Uh huh. That's good. Um, tell me about some of your earliest memories. Uh, as far as, did you grow up in this area?
1: I grew up on a farm east of Independence. Uh, We farmed 80 acres. My dad worked at the cement plant for extra money. And uh, then we thrashed, had a thrashing crew uh, every year. And we normally had wheat and oats both to thrash. One or two years we had sweet clover we thrashed. And uh, the machine belonged to a neighbor and all of the neighbors got together and part of them pitched, part of them hauled bundles, part of them scoop grain. Uh,
0: so this was a manual process? Right. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: it was uh, normally about 18 men uh-huh. that run the crew. That was enough to run bundle wagons that hauled it in, the pitchers that loaded in the field up to the bundle wagon, and the, the grain scoopers that scooped it off after it was thrashed. Mm-hmm. And then one neighbor owned a thrashing machine and a di- old diesel, uh, I can't think of the name of it now, it was an odd name, tractor that run it with a belt. Uh-huh. and that's how we done our, our, all of our thrashing, and that usually took about a month, and month and a half in the neighborhood.
0: Uh-huh. So these were all neighbors that came All neighbors
1: came got. in, and, and you traded work. There wasn't uh-huh. much money you ever traded hands. Uh-huh. You traded work. Wow. And uh, I was the oldest of the two boys. Lauren was younger than me, and uh, you started out as young, as a water boy mm-hmm. and you carried water in a jug that had a gunny sack wrapped around it where it was wet to keep it cool mm-hmm. and you walked all the fields and where they were threshing and everything was carrying water to them. And then as you got older then you graduated another job and somebody else took your job. Uh-huh.
0: So uh, you did all of that then? Yes
1: I've been a water boy and been uh, haul bundles and then I pitched while my bud got old enough to haul bundles and it was just all families. One, one man in the neighborhood owned the thrashing machine and uh, you thrashed at his place just same as everybody else's and then they, the adults would figure the amount of time you owed somebody else for helping you and, and it, most of it was trading time.
0: Great. Um, What are some of your earliest memories growing up? What's the earliest thing you can think of?
1: Well, I think the earliest thing I can think of, we lived south of town at that time and uh, dad had butchered and had uh, sausage in a cleaned intestine like they fixed it and he had it in a barrel with the bar or wooden across the top with all this hanging down. And then a pipe over probably about 20 or 30 foot. And that's where the fire was. And the heat and the smoke came out, came up through that. And that's what smoked it and cooked it. Wow. And uh, I'll never forget one time I told my bud, mom and dad was gone. I said, we can do this faster. We'll build a fire in the barrel. And we did. And all of it ended up on the ground in the ashes. Oh, no. <laughs> and Dad wasn't very happy, but he cleaned it all up and we had our sausage, anyhow. <laughs> wow. Where did you go to school, Art? I went to school at, um, I can't think of the name of the first one. It was out where the state lake is. Now the schoolhouse is gone and that's underwater. Uh, was it Cold Creek? Cold Creek School. And we lived on 10th Street. We walked uh, a mile and a half to school and a mile and a half home. And uh, of course we had neighbor kids close that we walked to and from school with. And, and uh, everybody done it the hard way, I guess, because they didn't have anything hardly but horses. So we all know. walked.
0: But you didn't know any different. No. That was just the mm-hmm. way it was. That was
1: just the way it was and nobody complained. Mm-hmm. Then, where did you go to school after that? Uh, Independence High School.
0: Did you graduate from there? Mm-hmm. What, what no.
1: year? No, uh, I graduated, I can't remember. What year you graduated? Yeah. 43. Well, I went to school at high school, what, four years before that was when I got into high school from grade school. Oh. And then graduated from high school, uh-huh. and that was my education. And then I went to work. Besides helping on the farm, everybody worked on the farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was outdoors, you done it outdoors. If it was inside, you done it inside. But everybody worked. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I went to my first job. I went to work for Reno Coburn at Port garage, and he sent me away to school for mechanic. Uh-huh. And I worked for him as long as he had it. When he sold it, well, I stayed with the Ford garage and I worked for, probably will not think, the next guy that bought it. But he had it about a year and he sold it. Dukowitz. And Dukowitz Jenkins bought it then, Yeah. the last. Uh-huh. And I worked there, I think, what, about six years, something like that. Six or seven years as a mechanic. And uh, then her dad, was a dealer of the Kaiser Frazier when I met her, and I left Ford and went to work for him in his garage, sale. <laughs> and worked there for I don't know Not how very long. long. No, Cause he didn't have it very long. Uh-uh. And that's been most of my life outside of just growing up.
0: Mm-hmm. What did you after that? After the Kaiser. By the way, did you continue as a mechanic or were you farming? Uh, you were at Ford Garage, I
2: think, when you. Um, Quit? Mm-hmm.
1: I think I went back to Ford, didn't You did. it? After okay. I worked for her. He sold the Kaiser-Fraser dealership and I went back to Ford then as a mechanic. And uh, Reno Coburn was a wonderful guy.
0: Coburn.
1: Mm-hmm. He uh, lived north of Independence on the highway at the uh, county line uh-huh. and there's a big ranch, a cattle ranch and everything on the up on the hill. That's where he lived and that was his ranch. Going north on the highway uh-huh. and at the state line or the county line uh, on the right-hand side, and the buildings are still there. Uh, uh-huh. He had a uh, white-faced cattle uh-huh. ranch there, I and think I'm gonna have to take a ride up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he had two or three guys work for him, and I, I didn't actually work at the ranch for him. I worked for him in the garage. Uh-huh. I spent most of my life as a mechanic.
0: And you enjoyed that. I
1: enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed making things work.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it takes a special person
1: to be able to do that. Well, I didn't think so at the time, but
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> well, his
2: his parents, um, grandfather, and father taught him so much stuff that he learned how to do things that a lot of other people didn't know.
1: My grandpa was a a welder, a forge welder by trade. He made the, uh, what do I want to call it, that they used to
2: Are you talking about the
1: glass blowing? Yeah, he, he made the tubes that they blew the glass with. Uh-huh. And uh, I've got a pair of scissors that he made.
0: What was his name? Uh,
1: Chris, Christopher, Chris Shank. Okay. The scissors are about that long. They've never been sharpened, and they're just as good as they ever were.
0: Uh-huh.
1: If I'd have thought of it, I'd have brought them in so you wow. could see them. I'll bring them back so you can That'd see them.
0: That would be great. I'd love to take a photograph of them.
1: It's nice. a, a, a black metal, and they've never been sharpened since he made them. And Mom used them to cut materials, Sis used them, and I ended up with them. Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: And I've cut paper with them uh-huh. and lots and lots.
1: It's a black metal, and he he forged it all out and worked it out on a forge and uh, with a hammer and okay. an anvil.
0: That's pretty easy.
1: Everything's forge welded on. Even where he made the loop for the thumb and the fingers, that's uh-huh. forge welded back to the to the base.
0: That's not easy. I wouldn't.
1: I would imagine. I'll bring them in so you can see them. I would love that.
2: Oh, and his father was. Uh, work for a transfer company and he knew how to handle large things, you know, move them and that a lot of people don't know how to do that.
0: No, it takes a special mindset to be able to do that. So you have a gift and it looks like it's been passed down. It was. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so um, what did you like best when you were in high school? Were you interested in mechanic? Mechanical kind of Most then? of my
1: thoughts were, when I was in high school, most of my thoughts were trying to get good grades because I was on the farm and we uh-huh. had all of our chores to do. Mm-hmm. We didn't have time to sit down and study like a lot of the kids mm-hmm. and uh, yes. you, you appreciated that time and I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.
0: Good. Um, I understand you were sheriff in Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. When, what time period was that?
1: When, what was the first year I was sheriff? Uh,
0: 1969.
2: For 20, uh-huh.
1: 20 years.
0: 20 years from 69 on? Well, no wonder you're
1: famous. <laughs> 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 uh. Bill Esmond was sheriff and hired me and uh, Bill retired then and then passed away shortly after that. And when he retired, he come to me and he said, if you want to run, you run, because I'm not going to. Uh-huh. So I run for sheriff and had it 20 years, and I decided I had it long enough, somebody else could have it. Uh-huh.
0: So who came along after you then? Uh,
1: Bobby Dirtz. Bobby Dirtz?
2: Well, there was yeah. Jack Daniels yeah, and Stan
1: Beach. Each one of them had it one term. Uh-huh.
2: And, uh And uh, Now, Bobby Dirk. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. What made you want to be sheriff?
1: I got started. I knew a, a, a deputy that was there, Jim Haynes. And uh, he and I got to running together on fishing and hunting and things like that. And uh, he was a deputy. And he said, Artie said, why don't you run for sheriff?" I said, well, why don't you? And he said, I couldn't handle it. And that's what gave me the idea. And then when uh, the one that was in there told me he wasn't going to run, I said, I won't run against you, but if you're not going to run, I'd like to try it. Uh And I ran and got it and I had it 20 years and I said, that's enough.
0: What did you like? best or least
1: about it? Working with the kids.
0: So Uh, did you go around to the schools or do things like that or?
1: Gave talks and Uh things at the schools, but uh, if a kid got in trouble, Uh I'd go talk to him and we'd sit down and visit. Uh And uh, we helped him out chugging. I
0: bet you changed a lot of lives. Yeah, wow. That's quite a legacy right
1: there. (laughs) <laughs> well, I enjoyed it.
0: Uh-huh. What did you like the least about it?
1: Well, I don't know. I think probably taking time of serving the papers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause we had papers, just piles of them to serve every night. Uh-huh. You'd spend part of the night serving papers because you couldn't catch people in the daytime uh-huh. and you'd catch them when you could. And part of them it took, you had to serve them personally, and part of them didn't make any difference. Uh-huh. But they were marked if they wanted personal serve That—that's what they had to be. Uh-huh.
0: Um, were there dangerous times,
1: uh, um, scary I situations? I didn't feel like it was. I didn't so worry about it. I just done what I had to do. Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. Murders, well, we things had like some, that, did you? Had some of those. And
0: but you usually don't hear about a lot here in. In Independence, or even in Montgomery County.
1: Normally, you know everybody, and they know you, and they know how far they can push you. Right. And if you don't let them shove you around, by it's a lot simpler. Mm-hmm. I mean, he think? had some
2: threats on his life. Uh huh. I'm sure. But he never let it bother him.
0: Did it worry you? Yes. Yes, <laughs> it did. Yeah. Um, what did you What did you uh, do after you quit being sheriff? Were you just were you retired? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, right after you were sheriff, or about the marshals? Though. Oh,
1: I worked for the U.S. Marshals then. Two uh, uh-huh. and two Uh huh. And I enjoyed them, and there was a lot of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, if they seized a place, why? Well, I'd go run it for them until they sold it or something like that. Uh-huh. Or the person paid off what they had to to the marshals. Uh-huh. And uh, most of that was taxes that wasn't paid. And they'd come and seize it. And I, I spent, what, two or three years doing that after I retired.
2: Two years at the Robert Rich Ranch. Oh.
1: They had, that, that ranch had, uh, 50-some head of registered racehorses.
0: Wow. Where was this located?
1: North of Cherryvale, about five miles. And, uh, we had uh, 50-some head of of white-faced cattle. And we had three different farms. One of them had the place where he lived. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then the others was, of course, pasture, and, and some of them had buildings on them. Mm-hmm. But the uh, marshals took it over when he had goofed up and put him in jail. Mm-hmm. And they took it over for the expenses that he owed. And then I run it for him for what, about eight months? Two years. Two years. And that,
0: that had to be a lot of work.
1: Well, I had to, they let me hire one person to help me.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I had a couple of guys and they were worthless. And there was a girl came to me and she said, Art, I'd like to do it. And I said, you think you can handle those bales of hay and everything to feed this stuff? I said, mm-hmm. that's going to be work, it ain't going to be play. Mm-hmm. She said she thought she could handle it, so I hired her. And she done a way of a job.
2: Who was that? The girl? Uh-huh. I'm thinking her name was Dorothy Collins. Dorothy Collins. I'm not positive about that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. How old
0: was she? Do you know? About?
1: Uh, I'm going to say, what, in her twenties? Probably.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And she was a real husky, ex-farm girl. Uh-huh. And uh, I never worried about the stuff being taken care of. If I couldn't be there for some reason, Why? Uh-huh. she took care of it. And, and she stayed right there and lived there i didn't live on the ranch I lived at home, and she lived right there on the ranch said and, and uh, i haven't seen her since
0: I had no idea they did that <laughs> that's really
1: interesting this all the horses were race horses uh-huh.
0: so um, tell me about um Laverne and when you met her because when I first talked to you you said she was your doll. She was my doll. Yes. and I, I thought, She this still is. is a, really, a really special couple.
1: She still is my doll. Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me how you met her. 4-H. 4-H? Mm-hmm. What was she doing? What were you doing in, in 4-H? 4-H? Uh-huh.
2: Um, a neighbor girl family wanted their girls to go to 4-H. So they asked us to go too, and they were the ones that took us to and from, because mm-hmm. my mother wasn't in very good health, and so she didn't you know, drive us around very much. And uh, Art's mother and dad were very 4-H minded. They were the leaders of the club. Uh, it was
1: um, up and coming, up and coming
2: 40, 40. 4-H club. And um, they had started the club, and his mother also started a Farm Bureau Club. So they were really community-minded people. Uh Anyway, I was 15, I think, when I first met him in 4-H. He was already out of 4-H, but his brother was in. And I dated his brother maybe once or twice, and and then he was going to take the neighbor girl that I rode to 4-H with. To something, and he asked Art to go with us, so uh, it was a double date. <laughs> and after that, that was it.
0: That was it. Mm-hmm. And you were 15. Wow. How long have you two been married then? 69 years. Wow, that's awesome.
1: And yep. she's still my doll. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> what do you? What did you find special about her?
1: Just her.
0: Just her. She's, who uh, she
1: is. She's my dream.
0: Yeah? Uh, wow. <clears throat> and what did you find appealing about art? What, what caught your eye?
2: Well, to tell you the truth, because his voice was deep, because he was five years older than I was. Mm-hmm. This, My mother and daddy was five years apart. I always right. thought that was perfect. Uh-huh. So I thought that's what I wanted. <laughs>
0: And and of course, it was. of
2: course, he had special eyes. I don't know. Uh-huh. And just his smile and his eyes, I guess, is what uh-huh. really
1: pulled me in. Have you had hard times? Oh, over some, the years? but not much. We we work things out together.
2: <laughs> he he once was without a job, and um, it was kind of hard then. Uh-huh. And then when he first changed from his mechanic's job to. Sheriff's job um, we got paid once a month, and we had been paid getting let's see there were times when we got once a week, and there were times when we got every two weeks mm-hmm. and I remember running out of salt and I didn't want to ask my parents for any money, so we did without salt <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Until
0: the next jet come, and people today wouldn't wouldn't think about that. I mean, <laughs> we take that for granted.
2: Yeah.
0: Wow. So, tell me about you and your parents, your family um, and your earliest memories.
2: Um, my parents moved here from Neo Shea and uh, Daddy took a job in the post office I think in 1928 maybe and um, he stayed there until he retired, but um, I went to school at Riley School and until high school and then went to high school here. I graduated out of high school, but I didn't try to go for uh-huh. college because we were married by that time. What year did you graduate? In 1948. We got married in
0: 1947. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was unusual. Yes. I, well, it would be now, but… Um, Was it unusual then?
2: Probably um, was. Yes.
0: Somewhat, but I've seen other couples. There are a few that get married that young. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, One day, he took me to school, and I'd forgotten to change my house slippers, and they were blue satin house slippers. I just couldn't go into school with those blue satin house slippers on, so I had him take me back home. To get my shoes, <laughs> made him late to work. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> I survived, and he uh-huh. did too, I guess.
0: <laughs> uh, tell me more about your family.
2: Well, um, I have my sister, just younger than I, were the ones that played most together because between she and my next brother, it was like six years, mm-hmm. and so. We, we played uh, blocks on the floor, marbles. We had, we made little houses out of the chairs and put blankets mm-hmm. on for them. Um, that's what we did and, and did things outside too. And my folks were building a home uh, about the time I was six, I think. Um, we lived in a garage. And we were on the opposite side of town from what he was. Uh-huh. Um, that We were in the northwest part. Um, so we lived in the garage until I was about six. And then while they were building that house, we kept stepping on nails. And that was very painful to uh-huh. have to soak that out and hobble around. Um, but we enjoyed having that new home. I like that. Um, so
0: I I don't know where was your home then it was
2: well our home was on uh, Oak Street and twenty um, first actually twenty twenty first is actually
1: if you go up to the um, yeah
2: you take Oak Street out to the uh, um, ACC plant or whatever yeah, it's called yeah, now north. and uh, turn north and it was a. Red brick house. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's fallen in disrepair right now, oh. but it was a beautiful home when uh-huh. it was built.
0: Good memories there. What? Good memories there? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, what did you like best in school?
2: I think I liked English. And, uh-huh. uh, I didn't like math very well, <laughs> but I liked the English. And, uh-huh. um, think about everything else besides math. Mm-hmm.
0: Good.
2: But when it came to using um, calculators for, uh-huh. for later on in life, I wouldn't let myself do that because I was afraid I'd lose what knowledge I had about math, so. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> That's a good approach, I think. <laughs> really, yeah. because now um, my, grando- my granddaughter's taking math in high school. And they let them use calculators, scientific calculators. They can use applications on their cell phones. And I don't know, I, I kind of worry that it takes something away from, from their learning.
2: I had a feeling it would for me anyway, so uh-huh. I didn't let myself use a calculator.
0: So have you, you've always been a stay-at-home mom? No,
2: I, I worked, um, well, let's see, I can't remember what years I worked. And the pie factory, uh-huh. uh, rolling the dough and making the pie crust. Ooh.
0: What was the name of the pie factory? Do you remember?
2: I don't.
0: What, it was here in Independence? Yes,
2: it was.
1: What oh, was the lady's name?
2: Uh, Thelma Wheeler was the one that uh-huh. had it uh-huh. and um, that was fun, but I, I didn't stay there too many years. Um, then I guess I didn't work until um, hmm. Oh, Art was campaigning. we It was a hard year that year because um, they expect you to pay everything in front, you know, when you uh-huh. take ads out. So I was praying that we were going to get by because we just didn't have the money hardly. And um, our daughter had just uh, graduated from school. and. She was looking around for jobs, and that was one of the places she had applied. Well, a teacher called and asked if she would come and help. And uh, of course, I had to tell her that Artith had already accepted a job. And she said, okay then. And she hung up and I was ironing and I was still wondering what in the world we were gonna do. And she called back and she said, this is something you could do, would you do it? And so I, that, I took that uh-huh. job, and I stayed there until 1989. When he retired, I had just a few months to go on.
0: This was where, the, your, the job you're talking about? At Lincoln School. Okay.
2: Our Lincoln School's closed now. It's, right,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. But what was, what did you do there?
2: Were you in the office? I was there? a paralegal. I was, ah. I was helping a teacher in the one the Title I for uh-huh. you, one student, one teacher. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, yes. I had about five years. Uh-huh. And so, anyway, uh, that's how it, we got by. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rest is history, huh? Yes.
0: <laughs> wow. Uh, tell me about your daughter. Well, um, when was she born?
2: She was born in 19... Uh, 19- 57, about 10 years after we were married. And um, she was a little outdoor girl, just loved to be outdoors, playing under the porch sometimes.
1: Had her own horse.
2: And she, yeah, we got her a horse and she loved her horse, loved animals, Uh always loved animals. And um, I don't know. I remember Art got her a little Shotgun with the um, cork in the end <laughs> uh-huh. when she was real young and she used to carry that around and she got a, his cowboy boots on one day we have a picture of that and was holding that shotgun with his cowboy boots <laughs> on and she was so little in those uh-huh. boots <laughs> wow but anyway she went to rural school uh-huh. uh, at um, Forty rural, forty school out there, close to where we live, and um, till high school, and did her high school and, and um, everything here mm-hmm. in Independence. She didn't go to college either. Uh-huh. She started to, but she didn't, I don't think she graduated that mm-hmm. first year, did she? I don't. She didn't stay with it long enough. I uh-huh. think. Um. Let's see what else was the I was going
0: to ask you about. <clears throat> what, what have you learned over your lifetime? What are the most important lessons that you've learned through your experiences?
1: <clears throat> I think the most thing that, that I felt like that mattered was my family.
0: Family is the most important thing in the world to you. Yeah.
2: And and I believe that if you have someone to love and someone to love you, that's all that matters.
0: Uh-huh. That's beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I I think I can see why he's fond of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's my dog.
0: Yeah. That is is that what you call her? Do you have a special names for each other?
2: He just calls me Laverne and I call him Art. Oh, okay.
0: Mm -hmm. You don't call him Dear or Honey or Sweetheart? Oh, we do
2: that sometimes. Oh, (laughs)
0: okay. I I was just curious. Um, Let's see. What um, are you most proud of in your lifetime?
1: My life. And my daughter. Uh
0: huh. Nothing that, nothing, uh, that you yourself have accomplished. Is there any anything that you've accomplished that you're proud of?
1: Oh, we've had a good life. We've never really wanted for anything.
2: I think that what makes him really proud is when the young people that he had dealings with, and when he was in the sheriff's department. Uh huh. Uh, still look up to him and come to him and tell him how much what he did helped them and uh-huh. things like that. I think that makes both of us very proud. Uh-huh.
0: So you definitely <coughs> changed lives then for them to I, I think you in that way. Quite a bit. Yeah,
2: <clears throat>
0: that's impressive. And that was what I had heard about you um, from my husband and and his mother. Uh, that you were a special person in that regard, so you just confirmed that. That's interesting.
1: I didn't, uh, I wouldn't tolerate any adult that picked on a juvenile. If they was going to pick on somebody, they had to pick on me. (coughs) Did
0: you guys go to church? Mm -hmm. Are you involved with church? Presbyterian church. Presbyterian, the one here near the library? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, every (laughs) Sunday.
0: Okay, that's good. Um, are there other things you've been involved in in the community? Do you sew or
2: quilt? I belong to the uh, what you started out as Farm Bureau, it's now called FCE Uh Family and Community Education Unit. Uh huh. Uh, I belong there probably. Forty years or fifty years—I don't know.
1: I'm going to tell you your age in a minute. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, My mother's
1: was in it, and that's what started her in it. Yeah,
2: it was. And then uh, we we joined, um, or he became a mason, uh-huh. and we joined. He joined a masonic lodge and the Mirza Temple at Pittsburgh. Um, and through that, there, there was a unit called hillbillies uh-huh. that parades, oh. and we go on to that. Uh-huh.
0: Um, so what do you parade in? Do you drive a little car or? Now we've got a...
1: A, uh,
2: <laughs> a little outhouse. Outhouse. Oh, cool.
0: <laughs> that is really neat.
2: And they, they usually have one guy riding shotgun uh-huh. on, the, on the float and then the rest are out walking and passing out candy.
0: So we'll see you at Neawalla?
1: Probably. Oh, okay. I'll
0: look for you. Wow. Yeah,
1: we start out at the Memorial Hall and uh-huh. end up at out west of town at our building out there.
0: How many men are involved in the group that you're in?
1: Oh heavens. Well there's
2: several that aren't able to do stuff now. Um, so there's only time. about 4 or 5 that go on the uh-huh. and even Art has trouble walking now uh-huh. so yeah. he the get
0: to all of them What about your FCE group?
2: Yes, um uh, if that was a farm bureau group that used to be where the farm women could learn cooking and uh-huh. canning and all that stuff so from K-State we uh-huh. we get the latest service?
0: What? Is that through the extension service here? Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And um, May. it, uh, when I first joined, it was all farm women. Mm-hmm. And um, they also made um, pads for cancer patients and things, because those things weren't available back then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but now they've um, blossomed into so many other areas mm-hmm. um, that Town, as many town women are in it as there are.
0: Oh, that's good.
2: And uh, men have joined too. And so Art goes with me to mine. Uh-huh. He's a member now. And-
0: How do you become a member? You just go You can ask? just
2: go to the extension- Office? Or one of the units if uh-huh. you want to. Uh, join a special unit, uh-huh. a certain one you know the people in or something, and ask, and, and that is a really easily available for anyone that wants to join.
0: So they do service projects sort of?
2: Oh yes, they do, Uh Um, but each club has their own things that they're involved in Mm -hmm. Um, and then the county also has things they're involved in Uh because, um, well I should say our city or our area, um, every one of the units take part in holiday happenings. It's going to be this November at uh-huh. the... At the Civic Center? No, no. at the um, Penn Terrace. Oh. I don't know the date yet, uh-huh. but it's in November. Uh-huh. And uh, so they do this every year.
0: And what is holiday happenings?
2: They have all kinds of projects. Now this year they're planning to... Um, a, a lady's going to come and talk about holiday uh, cards. Uh-huh. And... Uh, then there's going to be another program about cranberries, Ooh. and, and um, Barbara Ames, our uh-huh. agent, is very, very good at mm-hmm. teaching things, and um, so I always look forward to oh, having yes. her teach.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. I um, have heard a lot about her, so yes, yes that's good. <clears throat> um, Um, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you'd like to talk about that you can think of? Didn't you think
2: of anything?
0: You, did you have any drama in your life? Or has life been pr- just pretty good
1: to you? I think I've had a good life.
0: Uh
1: huh. I've enjoyed it, had a good family, mm-hmm. good parents, good <laughs> neighbors. Yeah.
2: When you speak of drama, though,
1: I think when you went
2: on that case where um, there was a man exposing himself out on Turkey Farm Road, oh dear, and uh, <laughs> so he was supposed to see if he could catch him, or in fact everybody in the sheriff's department was, and Coffee Bill had been trying to catch him, um, and so he asked me to go with him, and. Uh, he was going to lay down in the back floorboards while I drove by this area where they'd seen him. Uh And so it didn't happen, we didn't see anything. Well, a few days later, I guess they called and said that he was out on the turkey farm curb. And so uh, Art asked the county attorney's office girl if she would take her car and he would lay down in <coughs> the back of her car. Well, he said- Two-door car. <laughs> A two-door car. And so he said, he told her that when he, when she saw him, to tell him and then stop. Well, so when she, when he, or when she saw him, she said, Art, there he is. And she didn't stop and she said, Art, there he is. And she still didn't stop and so he uh, pushed the the door open and it pushed the seat up and she ran her face into the wheel and um anyway he went rolling down the road oh dear and the the guy was in the nude and he had i think did he have his boots on
1: Mm -mm. yeah he did he had shoes on
2: okay that's all he had on his And and didn't he have a gun that he shot mm-hmm. you, shot at you?
1: A well, pistol.
2: Anyway, I was not there. I didn't see any of that. But I was had taken our daughter to the swimming pool because she had a lesson that day. Well, when I got home, I went to the bedroom to change. We had a um, scanner in the bedroom, and I heard all this commotion going and all these excited voices. I sat down on this uh, cedar chest uh, and I just couldn't leave it until the whole thing was over. Mm-hmm. I caught it. So there was, there in were exciting times. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> up through a field.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. <So. clears throat> that had to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> I guess it would have a sight to see. <laughs>
2: I <bet. laughs> yeah, anyway, I guess. Uh, he had gone to his home and had put on clothes and where he ran through the briars. Blackberry briars. Art said his pants were just oozing blood out where he had run through the
1: briars. Oh, wow. And then we took him to jail.
2: Yeah, but I guess his wife was pregnant and uh-huh. she, he did that when she was pregnant before. Uh-huh. This was the uh-huh. second time.
0: Oh, dear. <laughs>
2: So that was one of the dramas, but I mean, there were others too. Uh Excitement.
1: Excitement, that's
0: drama, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, How would you like people to remember you?
1: Just as a friend.
0: That's what the gentleman I talked to this morning said, as a friend. That's interesting that you would both say the same thing.
1: Had a lot of friends.
2: <laughs> I think I think John and you are about the same age, aren't you?
0: Mm-hmm. He's 94.
2: And Art's 91. So. Uh-huh,
0: yeah. But it's cut out of the same cloth, mm-hmm. I think. How about you, Laverne? How would you like people to remember you? I don't,
2: at least as a, I don't know. <laughs> I guess as a friend, sheriff's I can't wife. Think of
0: the sheriff's wife. Uh, yeah, that'd be fine. As a good person, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to say to future generations um, about? I, I have one more question. Before, what is it that's kept you two together? You've been married 61 years. Is that 69? 69. No, 69 years. Uh huh. Um, that just doesn't happen much She's anymore. She's my doll. Well, I understand that, but there's, it, that's just amazing.
2: When things got tough, there would be times there would be women that would call me and say, you know, Art's not doing things like you ought to. Um, mm-hmm. You should be thinking about getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And so, I, when I would run up against that, I would just think what my mother said, you know. You, you just take everything as it is, and mm-hmm. you don't, um, you don't want to change things just because of what other people say. Right,
0: right. So because you know. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: so. I didn't. <laughs> That's
0: probably good advice. I've been trying to tell that to my granddaughter too. <laughs> that it doesn't really matter what other people think you know. Yeah. And so listen to the voice inside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anything else we need to talk about? Not that I can think of.
2: I can't think of anything.
0: I sure appreciate your coming today. I'm sorry you had to wait, but um, it means a lot to get to talk to you and to get to meet you and and hear about your life and uh, your adventures. (laughs) I'd like to hear more about some more adventures, actually. Well,
2: we're writing a story, a book. Are you? We are writing a book. Oh, okay, tell me
0: about the book.
2: Well, Donna Rothgeb, my sister, Uh is uh, editing it, and uh, we're right in the process now of trying to find a publisher, Uh uh, deciding a publisher, I guess, and she hasn't got the pictures yet done, Uh but the book is written. It's just oh a
0: wonderful. So we need to have a copy of that book at the library.
2: Okay. I I would like to buy one. <laughs> so that's at least two,
0: right here. Okay. That's
1: exciting. How is how is it now? Yeah. She's been well, writing the stories. Uh
2: uh-huh. We uh, after Art retired and we um, sold our cattle. We had a few cattle. Um, Art and I went out west to uh, see my uncle, uh-huh. and his his uh, cousin lived out there too. Well, they are people that are, were people that like to travel, and so when we went out there, we came back to Independence on that trip with them, and all the way, he was, something would remind him of a story uh-huh. of what happened in the sheriff's office. And so he was telling stories all along, and his cousins and her husband kept saying, why don't you record these? Uh-huh. And so we made three different trips out there and every time we were with them, they would insist uh-huh. that we record them, take a uh-huh. recorder them, but we never did do that. Uh-huh. But now we're, we're having it in the book, <laughs> as much right. as, as we can uh-huh. remember. Uh-huh.
0: So do you have any other stories you can tell me about? <laughs> that would be a tell on the book?
2: Something that's in the book?
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Is there a favorite story in the book?
2: Well, other than the naked bear? Oh, man? oh. <laughs> there's a lot of stories in there. I'll tell you a real short one. I called it the red face. Anyway, he, he got a call and this lady had slipped off in a ditch, it was real icy this morning. And so he went out there to work the, the accident And um, when he got through, he asked her who he should call for the wrecker, and she said the same one you're gonna call. He turned around and his patrol car had slid off in the ditch right behind hers. That is a great.
0: That's a real short one. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But well, Well, I can can tell you the corner. Even
1: (laughs) it was uh, west of. I'm trying to think right there at the main highway where you turn north, what would be there to mark it.
2: Are you talking about where this happened? Yeah. Oh, out there on Oak Street, um, um, just as you enter Peter Pan Road, it's
0: clear out there. Oh, I know exactly where that
1: is. She pulled up the stop sign (laughs) and Uh that uh, road is high in the center Mm -hmm. and sloped off and it was Uh all ice that morning. And she'd stopped at the stop sign and just slid off in the ditch. Mm-hmm. Well, i pull up there and i stop and walk up to her and ask her what record she wants. He said, same one you're going to use. I looked at my patrol car's right behind her.
2: Wasn't that real thick ice that yeah. day? I was thinking it was. Uh-huh. And that
1: road was just sl- sloped enough that mm-hmm. they just went sideways. Well, and
2: then there was another real short one. Remember the guy? that was hollering for help in Labette County and, and uh, there was a liquor store robbery.
1: I'm not reading it. I You're
2: mean, not reading that? No. Okay, uh, anyway. I'm losing a lot of it. Art kept hearing uh, the, I guess it was a deputy out of uh, Labette County calling for help and the dispatcher wasn't answering him. Oh. So Art couldn't hardly stand it. So he called our dispatcher, and then he uh, had her tell the other one. Well, by the time that all got back to her and she found out, she asked the guy what was going on. He said, It's too late now, send me an ambulance. Never mind. I took care of myself.
1: Send an ambulance.
2: (laughs) I'll send an ambulance.
1: (laughs) And the guy come out of the liquor store and he just ran over him.
2: Well, I guess the guy was so heavy set he uh-huh. couldn't run it. Well, he was.
1: It he, he probably weighed way over 300 pounds. He was just huge. Uh-huh. The, guy the, the deputy. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I could see his problem. <laughs> he couldn't catch anybody. And he'd go, he'd stopped in front of this liquor store and saw the guy was robbing it. Uh-huh. So he just backed up and called for the dispatcher, and she didn't answer. And they kept calling, kept calling. Pretty soon, I, I had all I could take. I hollered at our dispatcher. And she hollered at him. He, when she hollered at him then, their dispatcher, why, he said, never mind that, just saying the name as I run over him. <laughs> but that deputy, I know he weighs at least 300 pounds. Um, he was huge. Uh-huh. But he, was, he had a memory, he never forgot anything. Uh-huh. If you wanted to find out something, you go to him and start telling him what leads up to it, and he'd tell you the whole thing. Wow. He had a memory that was out of this world.
0: Uh-huh. Who, uh, was there anybody special that you worked with over the years when you were sheriff? Memorable characters or memorable characters here in town? There
1: was a lot of my I worked with, but It'd all be about the same. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, they just he enjoyed them so much, yeah. all of them. Uh-huh. And anytime I hollered, I had more help than I could handle.
0: Wonderful.
1: They just everybody worked together. Mm-hmm. And the way it is now, and the way it was before, the police department done their thing, the sheriff's department uh-huh. done their thing, and never had a good word for each other. Uh-huh. That's a shame. And when You know, I could just get along with those guys, and they got along with Uh me. and We worked together. Uh
0: Uh-huh. That's wonderful.
1: And I loved the job and wasn't ready to retire when I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, anything else? I can't think of anything. Okay. I sure appreciate your coming in today. It means a lot to me and to the library because you're part of this rich fabric of our history. And um, you're talking about times and things that are much different than things are now. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of think where we came from um, is important to remember because uh, it can change the path that we're right. going in the future. Um, It'd be nice if we learned some lessons from all of
2: that. <laughs> I so. remember when the air base was here, all the soldiers were here.
0: Do you tell me more about that?
2: Oh, <laughs> well, I, I was see. only about 10 when uh-huh. the war broke out, but um, all I can of course, I wasn't really around the soldiers that much. Uh-huh. His father worked at the air base mm-hmm. as a mechanic wasn't it, for mm-hmm. the airplanes? Um, And we went out there one time um, when they had a program for the soldiers. Uh Uh, His mother took the 4-H kids out there to see uh, Bob Hope.
0: Really? Bob Hope was here? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh!
2: And uh, so we really got to enjoy that. I don't think you got to go Mm -hmm. to that, but um, there were, at that time, there were soldiers all over Independence, it uh-huh. seemed like, when they were not...
0: How many are we talking? Is it hundreds or oh, yeah. Th- hundreds Oh yeah, hundreds.
1: Because they had uh, a big, uh, well, what was it, two-story or three-story bunk for them uh-huh. out the air base.
2: Uh-huh. And there were a few married ones that yeah. had little, some of these little tiny houses in Independence. Uh-huh. Uh, they would be living in those little tiny houses, like on... Uh,
1: Three-room houses.
2: On Oak Street, before you get out to the high school, yes. there's about three little uh-huh. I think three little houses there. Yeah. Soldiers lived in those. Oh. And then also on 10th Street, the other way uh, from Oak, there were about a block or two blocks maybe. Uh-huh. There were like two or three little houses there that soldiers uh-huh. and their wives lived in with little children. So, but it it changed our town quite a bit when wow. it, that was. It was really booming. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah and about. How
0: long how
1: long were they here? I don't know. Do you? Well, no, not really. Just they was stationed during, here. Just during the war. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so and it was. I was going to say something else. I can't remember what it was now.
2: And then we had a lot of planes, you know, flying over.
1: Well, this was a practice place out here where they learned to fly, uh-huh. and uh, the uh, teachers or the pilots that were teaching them, they had their so much time in the in the uh, school building, and then they uh-huh. had so much time in the air flying.
2: Oh yeah, and his sister uh, was a cook out there mm-hmm. at further your food. sister was mm-hmm. oh. <laughs>
1: so. at the air base.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember the P-38s so, uh, that would fly over. I don't know why I particularly remember them. Well
1: they were, what, two engine? and They made more noise than the I others. I guess so. Uh, they had twin engines and they made just about twice the no- what noise that the others did. Mm-hmm. And then her and I sat in the tower oh, yes, on West Main uh, at night this was during the
2: Cold War of
1: 1950s when uh, oh. we watching were watching for aircraft. Uh-huh.
2: Those ground observer corps uh-huh. that was here for just a while, but we sat up there with binoculars and watched planes. What tower? Where was that? Located? Well, the tower's
1: gone. Uh-huh. But it was if you go west of town on the highway and you go under a viaduct where uh-huh. the train or the train can go right. over. Uh, it was right at the west edge on the north side of that cross That was the tower. It just came down about four or five years ago. I don't know. It was on four uh, long poles set and the tower. Uh-huh. It was up on top of that. Didn't you help build that? Yeah, and uh, we had a ladder to go up to it. Oh. So we could climb, clear at the top, and uh-huh. set up there, and you could just see over the top of everything. And uh, any plane that, that went over, they gave us a book that, that with the, all the different planes, mm-hmm. from ours and everybody else's, uh-huh. where, to, where you could see what kind of it was uh-huh. and whether it should be here or not. And if it wasn't, well, then we was to call the air base and they'd send some planes up.
0: I had no idea that went on mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. It was a well, frightening time. But. You
1: know when you go west out of Independence, you go under a railroad track.
0: Right.
1: And uh, the railroad track, it was there, and the tower was on the other side of the railroad track and right beside the highway. On the north side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, I've got to pay attention when I go home tonight, because that's the direction I, don't know. I live. So. Wow.
0: That, is that it? I
1: think that's it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You, you keep giving me more interesting stuff. Okay. Uh, I worked at the Ford garage, and, uh, and the sheriff's units would drive up the alley, which was a dead-end alley going into the courthouse. And every morning they'd drive in, and I'd wave at them as they drive by. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so then it got where one Uh, Jim Haynes worked there, and uh, I knew Jim real well, and I started riding nights with him, and I enjoyed it. One day Jim, one evening Jim and I was riding along, and he said, Art, he said, aren't you tired of twisting nuts? And I said, well, it's my living. He said, why don't you try the sheriff's Mm -hmm. office? So I went to work the next morning and I gave the shop foreman, Rusty Russell, two weeks' notice. And that was how I started. Uh-huh. And then Jim, when Bill went out and Jim was gone, why, I run for sheriff and was sheriff for what? 20, 20, years,
0: 20, years, 20 so years. And the rest is history, huh?
1: No regrets. No regrets. I've loved every minute of it. <laughs> Good. Good. I didn't, I've never seen anybody that I didn't think I could whip, and I never saw anybody I wouldn't try.
0: Wow. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. I hear a lot of caring in your, in your stories, a lot of caring about other people.
1: I enjoyed people.
0: Yeah.
2: I think he tried to treat everyone like you'd like
0: to be treated. Uh-huh. Can't go wrong with that rule, can you?
1: Mm-hmm. I just, I loved the work. I felt like I was helping some kids. And uh, if somebody was in trouble, I wanted to be there to help them. Thank you for being there. We. Uh, had her own boat, and uh, all that stuff disappeared after I left the sheriff's office. But in floods, well, we'd go out and, and help the people get out of their flooded homes and in someplace where they were safe. Mm-hmm. And We had one gentleman at, down between Independence and Caulfield lived right on Burgers, and had a levee around his house. Mm-hmm and uh, the water was coming over the levee when he called for help. Well, he couldn't get anything uh-huh. out. Uh-huh. So I took one of my deputies and we took our boat and uh, went down there and we had to go about a mile and a half back through the high water to get to his place. And the deputy went down and helped him come out over his levee in the boat, and brought him out, he thanked us and we thanked him and went our own ways and... Wow. But we went a little over a mile to get back to his house and he was sitting right on the riverbank. Oh, wow. But it's just one of those things that... And the, the boat and motor we had was donated uh-huh. by... Uh, some people that paid part of it, and then StarCraft paid for the rest of it Mm -hmm. and donated the boat and motor for us. So we had it for the floods.